Liz Fay. And I'm Davide Donato, and this is the I Don't Like Monday show, where today, this episode, we're going to be talking about Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen. I believe you have some more information on it. I do. So this song is actually written about Charles Starkweather, who was 19 when he went on a murder spree with his 14-year-old girlfriend, Kirill Fugate. It's not not a great relationship there. But, but this is what year? 1958. Oh, okay, okay. So he was born into a poor family, and he was the third child out of seven. And he was bullied a lot growing up because... He had a speech impediment and he had bowed legs. He was also very nearsighted and for the longest time, him and everyone else in his life just thought he was a slow learner, but he actually just needed to see because he couldn't see. And in high school gym class, he started working out and gaining strength and that's when he started getting revenge on the people that bullied him. This is this is just a, a revenge story where he gets revenge on his bullies then. No. No. He, Wrong? No, he never ends up murdering the bullies. He just, I think he just got revenge in like little ways like high schoolers do. Like... Beating them up? Probably. Um, nice. <laughs> and um, when he was 16, he watched the movie Rebel Without a Cause. And he really like connected with that movie and like took on that identity. And yeah. at the age of 16, also he dropped out of high school. And that's when he was introduced to his girlfriend and later partner in crime. Um, Curl and Fugate. How romantic, eh? Mm. Sounds like a great relationship. Yeah, there. it sounds so romantic. They were in love, apparently. And you don't believe this? It's a very twisted kind of love, if it's love. Um, <laughs> it's still love. It's like uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite couple, right? Um. So on November thirtieth, and this is when like the crime aspect starts. Okay. He went to a gas station and tried to buy a stuffed dog for his girlfriend. He wasn't carrying enough money on him. And of course the manager refused to let him get it. And he threw him out. And then at 3 a.m. the next day, he returned with a shotgun and he entered the store twice, bought a pack of, a pack of cigarettes and a pack of chewing gum. And then um, third time he came in dressed in a bandana and a hat, and um, he was like covering his face and his head and everything, and he came in with a handgun and held him at gunpoint. He forced him to open the safe, and then he robbed him. He wow. took him to, um, he drove him to a nearby location and then killed him. And he told his girlfriend about this, but he left out the part where he murdered him. So she she just thought, okay, like he robbed him, I guess? I, I, not, that's, that's not great either, but I guess he left out the murder part. Robbing is, Obviously, apparently fine in that relationship. <laughs> Murdering across the line. Yeah. Well, apparently not, though. Oh, there's no more standards? She isn't much better than him. Well, she she part, partook in some of this. Ooh, are you going to tell me about her I'm, I still have more to do with him, Ooh. but they did a lot of it together. Now, I have a question. Did it say anywhere about him having any mental problems or... I didn't read anything about him having any like mental illness or anything, but this was also like the 50s. So if he did have a mental illness, would he really have gotten diagnosed with it? Well, that's we, the thing. Like That's true. That's true. But well, I guess we'll find out more later. Why don't you tell me more? Okay. So on January 21st in 1958, he went to his girlfriend's house with a rifle and ammunition. 
The details on this day are like sketchy. They're kind of like all over the place. But basically the outcome of his visit was that um, Fugate's stepfather, their baby daughter was also shot. No, she was stabbed and strangled. And they put, after he did the murders, he put a sign on the door saying that they are, they all have a sickness. So they won't be out for a while or whatever. I thought you were going to say that he put up a house cleaning sign. Oh my gosh. And the twisted thing also is him and his girlfriend stayed in the house for a few days when the bodies were still just... Basically, she she didn't... The only murder she ended up being convicted for was the killing of Robert Jensen, which was one of the high school students that I will talk about in a second. But she only served um, 17 years because she was released um, for good behavior. So basically, she was just like with him while he committed most of the murders. She didn't really do it was a, a lot it, of it, it herself. It would have been a uh, 25 year sentence, correct? I believe so. Okay. The next victims of them, because they they killed uh, quite a few people. So the girlfriend's grandmother became suspicious because she hasn't heard from her family at all. Um, and that's when the police got involved. They went to a farm in, um, in Bennett, Nebraska, and they ended up killing the owner. And then they, that's when they hitched the ride with two teenagers, Robert Jensen, which is the one that, um, Who that, they ended up killing afterwards? Yep. Okay. After they got the ride from those teenagers, they killed them. The next day, they already left the area, like, they fled the scene in their old car, which um, then got stuck in the mud and was found along with the bodies of the teenagers that they killed. Police arrived on the 27th after Fugate's grandmother was the one that like became suspicious and called them. They just kept flooding. They were on the run the whole time. This is the, this is the murder that is the one that got them caught. So they went to a, um, a wealthier part of Lincoln with Jensen's car that they stole, and they attacked the home of a wealthy industri- industrialist named C. Lawyer Ward and his wife, Clara Ward, and their maid. After killing um, Ward, and this part's sad too, he killed two of the household's dogs. Like, why would you kill the dogs? Like, what's aye, the point aye. of killing the dogs? Now he's crossed a line. I don't know about that, <laughs> Yeah, man. he's Come crossed on. the line now that he's killed an animal. Yeah, the dogs, that's too much. He forced the maid to make him breakfast after he had already, like, killed um, the dogs and one of the other people who lived there. Well, I guess he was hungry afterwards, right? So um, I did. I, I went to do a quick Google search myself to go and see uh, because I was wondering if everything that you were mentioning was in the song itself and it does look like the song itself is a narrative sung in the first person uh, first person perspective of Charles who obviously with uh, with Fugate or Fugate whatever killed 11 people in 8 days in 1958 in Lincoln Nebraska for the most part yeah so um, the guitarist f- for Bruce Springsteen, um, when he um, heard the song, he was just playing a bunch of like uh, demos, like basically he's just playing a bunch of like 
songs for the the band and he said that he said I remember him playing them for me one day and said here are my new songs we'll start rehearsing them as a band soon he listened to Nebraska and he said I gotta say there's something extraordinary about this and there, there was like no intention of this being a, a record and no intention of it being released at all but he heard it and he was like this is amazing. Well, I, w- I went to go do some Googling about the album itself because when we came to the idea to uh, to do this song for this for this episode, I I ended up buying the, the album on CD. Did you know that Springsteen recorded this in his apartment with his guitar and a what is now a $144 um, uh, tape recorder? I did not know that. That's yeah. crazy. Very cheap equipment. He, he recorded it in his room. He was class act, very popular at this point, but he's still recording in his apartment with a guitar and a tape recorder. That's kind of awesome. I feel like that kind of proves that like you don't need to you don't need to have all the the fancy equipment to make a killer song. Like no, Bruce Springsteen's pretty impressive to me. I really like the guy. Now for the next part, we do have a guest. We have an interview. We have a first year music industry art student. I'm I'm Justin Windich. Uh, nice to meet you, Justin. So today we're obviously talking about Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen, and I have a I have I have a question for you. All right, what does the song itself reveal about the connection between music and storytelling within the music industry? I think like storytelling has always been intertwined with like music. Like music is an art form, right? Yes. So I think this story and. Uh, with it being such like a crazy story, like so much happened, being able to tell like an impactful, I think the word you used was narrative, yep. like about what happened and have it like connect with people. Like like I remember uh, you were saying something about um, him using the tape recorder in his apartment to record that album. If I can yes. remember, I heard something about that and I remember that album was like wildly successful. So it obviously like connected with people. I think, songs that are real go way further in people's like hearts and minds than just like things that are just kind of like made up for the sake of it you know it, it it talked about a real life situation and that maybe hopefully not a lot of people but maybe like people could relate to in some way you know yeah but like there's so many layers to that song there's the there's like the underage kind of thing going on there's the murders there's just like it's about relationships it's about violence it's like it has so much going on that like there's so many different ways something for everybody right yeah (laughs) but uh thank you very much for uh for doing this uh this interview for uh giving us uh your insight your your feedback on the song thank you no problem it's very interesting yeah thanks for having me once again thank you for listening to the I don't like Monday show. I am Davide Donato. And I'm Liz Gallant. Be sure to follow us on our social media and follow us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to on. So tell me why. I don't like Mondays.